Jesus, goddamn, holy loving shit. What in the name of Jupiter's balls are you doing out here all alone, buds? <laughs> what the fuck? To the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. I am your host, as usual, the hostess with the mostess. Uh, my wife doesn't think so, but yes, it's Boss <laughs> Tuna, and I am joined almost uh, as always by this honey haired bitch, Mr. Cigarette in Your Ear, Herbal Enchanter. Bilbo T horror loving baggins. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Tibu? Um, I'm dropping cigarettes out my ear while I laugh my ass off. And also uh, tonight, I'm competing with Double D for the most inebriated uh, person on the podcast. Yeah, that's right, uh, Drunk Darius. I'm calling you out. Ooh. I'm going to. I'm going to be the drunkest of all time on an episode of Joe Blow tonight. And the only way to settle this fucking challenge, Drunk Darius is if you come to the fucking cabin and throw down with old T-Boo on the nightclub, you son of a bitch. Miss you, buddy. It's going to be great out there. He's like 6'4", 6'5", but the most uncoordinated lumbering. Just He's going to be just a big lumbering drunk Darius. I have all the center of gravity. I have all the center of gravity. I'm I'm very low to the ground, so it's hard to knock me over, and I can scurry. I can like shrip, 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 scurry like real quick and it's get be like, like a mouse and elephant. Just make sure yeah. he doesn't step on you. It no, probably really. sounds a little bit different too. I got to fill in our listeners. It does sound a little bit different. You might hear dogs barking in the background. The wife's out of town. So I have been relegated to the house duty and not like I can't go to like my office or like our little like attached screen porch. I have to sit at the kitchen table and it's because somebody let their kids watch night of the living dead 1990 last night <laughs> and they might have gotten a little scared when they found out dad was going to go to the garage to record <laughs> so here i am sitting at our kitchen table um yeah and you're probably wondering where was where was that intro from do you get it now tibu yeah and familiar? you're the world's best dad as well i just gotta say um <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> yeah might have been uh I was gonna say my my son's probably well he is fine he's in care but my my seven year old's like um <laughs> yeah, dad I was like okay fine fuck but it anyways, I'm gonna stay inside batting down the hatches <laughs> yeah yeah we're we're coming off our summer of the conjuring and we did it we yes. fucking did it it Dude. was the summer of the conjuring this this I, I'm glad you went down this like rabbit hole with me because. I wanted to do this series. I think these are some good mainstream supernatural horror films. And the guests that we had on fucking Duncan and Jay of the dead. At, br- like 
the fact that all these people decided to come on the show, I don't know. Mind blown. Mind blown. I've been listening back to the episodes as they come out. Uh, uh, loving it. If if y'all haven't checked out our Summer of the Conjuring series, fucking do that shit. I don't, I don't remember where I came in on all of them off the top of my head for these latest watches, but I have a ranking. Do you have a ranking of the three? I do have a ranking of the three. You want to spin those out? Let's do it. How about I guess yours and you guess mine? Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right. Nine inches. I think that. Or I mean, what? <laughs> oh, wait, we're talking. Okay. We're talking about the movies. Okay. Hogzilla retired for the night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess for you. It's two, three, one. Oh man. You know what? I want to give it that. I don't think, I think I rated one higher. I don't remember the numbers. I'm being honest. But you know what? At this moment, I'm gonna give it to part three because of the badass number, motherfucking three. Number shit. one, so three. No, two it's, no, no, no. It's two, three, one. But uh, oh, okay. I, I think one might rank higher, but fuck it. I, I think you. for you, I think for you, it's two, one, three. You're right. I, You're right. Yeah. Yep. And that brings up. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it helps that I just listened back um recently to all three of these. And I love I love uh, the job you did on them, man. Fucking love these episodes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hope the listeners enjoyed them. Uh, I mean, talking about the movies and hanging out with you is one thing, but having our guests returning and that's that was that was a lot of fun. And and we had a new guest too. I mean, we, we got to give a shout out to Mike Merriman for popping on for the first time, and we will be hearing him again. So yeah, thank but, you to him, and yeah. thank you also to Mister Venom and to Carly. I do want to say one thing, and we just gave our rankings, and that reminds me. I want our listeners to submit their rankings to us. Um, send us your your series ranking. What order do you like them in? In ratings, and we'll we'll talk about them on one of our upcoming shows. So let us know. Fuck you can yeah. follow us on all the socials: Facebook, Instagram. I mean, it's Joe Blow Horror Show. It's got to be pretty easy to find. Hop on Jump on that we've, fucking we've got Discord. A massive influx of Discord. The conversation's always fun. So pop on, let us know what your rankings are, and we will talk about them on the show. But Tibu, we've been talking too long. You know what happened? <laughs> parched? You parched there, bud? I don't bud? have anything to wet my whistle. Uh, I start to get like chalky. So we need to pop on in. And if we haven't already talked about it, we haven't even really introduced the the show. So I guess before <laughs> we hop on in, we should probably f- say, hey, this is what's going on. You're going to catch us right on the tail end of the Summer of the Conjuring, and we are going to be jumping right into the Joe Blow Horror Show Oktoberfest. But this is a first leg. So Tibu and I are in the RV. We are ready to go. We have a destination. We are going to the drive-in. And the drive-in is going to be the Dead Pit 1989 and Frozen 2010. But as we're touring cross-country, getting there, we've got a little cornucopia of stuff for you. And that's what we call the first leg. So if you guys haven't listened before or it's been a while, uh, just, you know, we we got horror happenings for you. We've got a discussion topic. We've got a segment. We've got shotgun reviews. Yeah, I I don't know about you, but before we get into that, though, we definitely have to stop the titty twister. Fucking A.
that we're slashing pussy in half. Give us an upper on our best selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. All right, we got white pussy, black pussy. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, costume night at the Teddy Twister. I don't know what's going on. We're, we're coming in a little bit later than normal. And some of these people have really good vampire costumes, and it's pretty impressive. Um, but this is a little bit, this cosplay is a little bit, um, it's a little bit more than what I'm used to. So it's it's a little too hardcore. We're not going to spend a lot of time here. All right, I'm buying. What are you having? Uh, dude, I'm, I'm going cheap and dirty because I want to get the fuck out. You're right. These special effects, I mean, these vampires look insane. I'm having Natty Daddy tonight. That's that fucking gas station, uh, like, champagne right there. 8% by volume, 25 ounces. Uh, and I have had one and a half of those, and I got one more lined up because I'm, like I said, competing with uh, old Double D tonight. What you mm. having? Because mm. we got we to gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to make it quick and dirty. That's the way she likes it. I am mm -hmm. in that fall spirit, and that means I'm going to have myself a Polliner München. It's a Salvatore. This is a double Bach. Polliner has been around forever. They are like, I mean, you can't do an Oktoberfest or have a fall whatever special or anything without having a Polliner. It's old. 1634 is, is that brewery. So it's been around for a minute. Never had this one before. I've had Polliner a bunch of times, but I've never had their Salvatore. So it's a double Bach in a glass bottle, which is a nice little change up. And I'm going to take a little rip and let you know, bud. Hurry up. The vampires are fucking coming, man. Goddamn. Hmm. Pretty good. That's solid. That's definitely like four, four, two, five out of five. Check us out on a tap, but um, I've just yeah. grabbed a case of these and I'm hightailing it out of here. Let's get in the, in the, in the RV and, and we need to get on out of here. We need to continue our journey to the drive-in. We need to fucking run because my beer tastes like a vampire's asshole. And we'll be right back after the break with sports. Actually, I am being told that we have some breaking news. We are receiving unconfirmed reports of random acts of bizarre behavior and mass confusion from all over the city. Well, as we broke in with earlier, there have been widespread reports of confusion and erratic behavior as well as rabid-like symptoms being reported all over the city. Now, whatever's happening does not appear to be a local phenomenon. Okay, we made it back in the RV and oh, we yeah, figured out why uh, Travis's beer tastes like a vampire's asshole. There was something going on and there's literally a vampire's asshole in your beer, but you gotta, huh. drink, it. You gotta drink it, so. I done chewed it up and swallowed it because I swallowed mm -hmm. a vampire, but Oh yeah, yeah. Um, at, at least it looked like it was bleached, so I mean that was probably a little bit more appetizing. I it's mean, if you're gonna eat vampire, vampire ass, it better be bleached vampire ass. I'm just saying, bougie, bougie vampire ass. Cause yes, yep. So anyway, <laughs> that was that got weird real fast. <laughs> so horror happenings. Let's. Uh, what do you got for? I mean, I got a good one. I got a good one. I'm going to save it for last. Why don't you just hit me with whatever you got up front? And then I'm just, oh, oh. I was <laughs> you just that went through the wormhole. 
<laughs> this is amazing. What I got is um, Kevin Smith and Justin Long have both confirmed that there is a Tusk 2 on the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm very excited being a huge Kevin Smith fan. And also I followed his journey to making Tusk through his podcast, Squadcast. Yep saw that shit in theaters and was like Kevin Smith delivered a Cronenberg level body horror movie, but in a Kevin Smith style. And all I can say is it's, it's fucking masterclass. I can't wait to see a part two, man. Like what the fuck is a part two going to be? I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone, but we, we know it could continue, but what's it going to be? You know, it's funny because Justin Long gets a lot of shit. But I, he, he's really coming into, you, you know, he started out as that, like, you know, bro dude in those, those, those movies. I just picture him in movies with like Sean William Scott and the crew from American Pie. Uh, no, he wasn't, he wasn't that guy. He, he was in, um, that's, that's what I picture movie. him as. Yeah. yeah. He's always been really fucking good though. Justin Long. Yeah. He's yeah. So I just saw him in Barbarian and, and he's, Yeah. He's pretty good. I mean, Jeepers Creepers, he's probably mainstream known as, but I, I like his kind of off-the-wall horror escapades that he saunters into. I know this is like not horror-related, but he's also pretty good in some rom-coms that he was in. Um, I saw one. I actually saw one of those movies with as a double feature at a drive-in with Machete. Oh, nice. I think it's called yeah. Going the Distance. Going the distance is the Justin Long film I'm thinking of. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, he, I'm a he's fan. Been waiting too, right? That's the one that I was saying yeah. you might think of him as like that dude bro guy, yeah. but even that movie's that movie's fucking funny. <laughs> I don't good. know. It's pretty good. Yeah. What else you got? I'm excited for Tusk too. Oh, uh, well, as everyone knows, listening to this, Hulu is releasing the new Hellraiser movie. All right, it's happening. It's happening. By the time you're hearing that, hearing this, it's um, it it's probably about to be out. Should be out. It should be out. Everyone, check that shit out. I'm fucking psyched because I don't I don't always do this, but I watched the uh, trailer for the new Ooh. Hellraiser film. I had to, and dude, they pay they pay respect. And Clive Barker was a um consultant on the film. I can tell that they fucking listen to that man because this shit looks fucking legit. That's all I'm going to say. Can't wait. Cannot wait. That's my horror happenings for for this week. I got a couple quickies too. Quick and dirty. We like them quick and dirty. X came out earlier this spring. I loved it. I saw Pearl. We'll talk about that at another time. Mm. Maxine, the third in the trilogy is, is coming. It's happening. I'm excited. I'm excited how they're going to cap it off. And I, 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 I'm just excited because of it, it takes a lot. Ty West is talented in his vision to have everything come out as fast as it has been. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So throwing that on people's radar, which I probably don't even need to. Anybody that is a fan of X already knows this, but Max- I got to say, I, I read an article that Maxine is not going to be as horror as Pearl or X. Like it's going to be kind of a step away from the genre. 
So that makes it a that little would be it's, weird, but it's still going to be included. But it, yeah. it's, it, but that's an interesting way to go. And I'm, I, I haven't seen Pearl, so I, I admit that X I saw, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll leave it there. But um, I do I do want to see the whole trilogy. So interesting yeah. that that Ty West is uh, what he's doing. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is. Carrying on or carrying on, moving on. The Strangers remake. I know there's been a lot of buzz about that. People have heard that they're remaking it, which is weird because the original came out in 2008. So that movie's what 12 years old, yeah, 14 years old, a not lot. all that old. And there's already been a sequel that just came out a couple of years ago. But they're remaking the whole thing, which you know, whatever, that's fine. But it's a trilogy. <laughs> They've already announced a trilogy, so there must have been one hell of um a pitch if you will and i'm curious there's got to be there's got to be a story to be told here so for them to already you know typically especially with horror movies very rare that you get you know even a second one so i think they know with like a title like the strangers which is very popular i I agree with you i mean like what the fuck you just made these movies but i think with that title they know they're going to make a little bit of money and if they make If they make these on the cheap, you know, like, but you have to have quality. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see because I'm not a fan of the first movie and I never saw the second one. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Bloomhouse has a finger in this. And if there's one <laughs> Bloomhouse is good at, that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's pumping out cheap movies that get a lot of theater attention. So, yeah. Maybe they're banking on it, but no, that's exactly what I was going to touch on is the fact that it's already an established series and it's known outside of the horror realm. So it's already got that following. So Mm -hmm. at the very least, I think the first one or two, even if the first one or two suck, they'll be successful. Um, So we can only see the last thing I have and nope, I, I lied. I got one little nugget I'm saving for the last, but the last one I have that I wanted to have a mini conversation on I am the worst because I hate people like me, but I am going to go. <laughs> Terrifier what? 2 is announced. It's technically out in theaters. And I'm kind of pissed because it's two and a half hours long. I oh. love the first one. I think that one was like a nine or nine and a half. And it made my end of the year list. That one was 82 minutes. I am just, I do not think the story is good enough to warrant a two and a half hour long movie. And it makes me nervous. And I'm like, how pretentious are you? I mean, okay. you're saying Ari okay. Aster pumping out this, well, show, right? You, you want to talk about it. So let me, let me try to ease your mind. Not, not necessarily um, go against what you're saying. Two and a half hours for a slasher movie is fucking insane. But right now, from people who have seen it on Rotten Tomatoes, this holds a 100% fresh rating. Just saying. How many reviews? That's critics. Well, well, it, oh, I think critics? What, okay. Yes, that's a that's the critic rating. Yeah. So, and I think when I saw that, it was seven at the time. But Rotten Tomatoes didn't get like 500 critic reviews right. per movie. So I'm saying, like, this movie is probably going to be pretty good, dude. At the very least, I agree. Though a two and a half hour runtime for a slasher movie is a lot, but let's see what Damien Leone's bringing us. I mean, 
Terrifier was a blind watch for me. I had no idea. I just knew that that image of Art the Clown and and that it was a big thing. So I watched the movie and um, <laughs> well, fuck it. Uh, since we're talking about Terrifier, everyone out there, go check out the Nightclub episode, Shuttle the Nightclub, because we have Shuttle the Pod on and we talk about Terrifier. You want to hear my thoughts on it? Go there. I agree with you. It's a long run time, but I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be a good movie. I hope so. Yeah, I trust me. There's nobody wants this to be a good movie more than I do because I love Art the Clown. I love that movie. I hate all the hate that it gets from some people uh, that read too much into it and saying that all it is is just an exploitative gore fest, which, yeah, fuck it is all it is. And it's awesome. Fuck so fuck yeah. Up. But <laughs> the last thing I have, and I actually, tr- I, I, I posted this. If you don't already join the Joe Blow Horror Show Facebook, I post tons of new stuff on there. Trick or Treat <laughs> 2 is happening. It's official. It's confirmed. Yes. yes. And that gets me really excited. I saw that. Yes, man. That is amazing. Yeah. Michael Doherty is like, it's happening. Cause... Yes. It's it's. 2009 i'm like about time and i cannot wait too i cannot wait so ah yes that does it for horror happenings mr t bizzle yeah uh, well i gotta go grab some ammunition because we have some shotgun reviews to do there kid for that arrogance i shall see you dead Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Shotgun review time there, bud. What? Uh, how many do you have? I got two. You got two? I got three, so I'm going to go first. I can throw in three. Well, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I was recently on Cut to the Chase. I'll pimp that. And yep. we reviewed a movie. So cut to the chase with Dan and Lacey. Dan's a friend of the show. He's been on before, but they had us had me on for their Halloween special. And we talked about night of the demons, not the good one, but the one from 2011 first time watch, not a fan. It, even though it was 2011, the movie felt like it was made in the nineties. Um, it just did not. I mean, it had, Ed, Ed Furlong, which I really don't like him outside of the Terminator movies. He kind of sucks. What? He wasn't very good. Yeah. Have you have you seen uh, American History X, bro? Yes. Yes, I have. You didn't like him in that? I mean, he was all right, but I'm just, I'm not. I'm not yeah. Th- this, this movie just pissed me off so much and it made me hate him. Plus, he's kind of a douche in real life. So that made it even more. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways. I'm just going to go ahead and get, tell you that rating is a four. It's this is coming from a guy that likes remakes. I really do more so than, than most out there, but I just couldn't get behind this one. Did not pay homage to the, um, to the original. So that's oh, what I fuck got. it then. Yeah. Um, again, recently over on the nightclub, we had Don and Ellie on for this movie. This is a recent watch for me. Sharknado. 2013 i never saw this movie before and oh my god it's competent and cheese at the same time 
that's the best way I can put this movie. It's it's <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel puts out a bunch of schlock like they always have. This was their big like we finally got the ma- like the mainstream attention for our schlocky ass movie cuz I guess a shark plus a tornado equals fucking gold. <laughs> I don't know. But well, it, I know my calculus. It kind of does. Equals us. <laughs> it kind of does, though, man. I mean, Sharknado, it was a lot of fun, and it had a lot of stupid-ass fucking scenes in it. Go go check that episode out. Uh, it's called um, uh, Cruelty Tastes Good. Yeah. So, mm. Sharknado, I, I, I would give it a uh, 7 out of 10, man. I'm going to rate that shit for y'all. Nice. I just decided to do my shotgun reviews and pimp out the shows I've recently guested on. And another one is the podcast under the stairs. You guys just heard last episode, actually Duncan uh, McLeish from the podcast under the stairs was on with Jay, the dead where we reviewed conjuring three. But anyways, I was on his summer series episode uh, 2000 and we watched a little movie called Battle Royale that I had never seen before. And I was very impressed with this movie. Ironically enough, the three movies from that year were all Asian. And one was Battle Royale. One was Uzumaki or Spiral. And there was another one. I can't remember what it is, but it doesn't matter because we are talking about Battle Royale. This movie is legit. I gave it a seven and a half when I was on the show. And if I'm being honest, I think I'm coming in a little bit low on that. I almost threw that on my October Fest, 31 days of October Fest uh, list to watch. So I think it's one where I will be revisiting it sooner rather than later. So Uzumaki, 2000, 7.5. I would say that's a pretty high recommend. If I'm being honest, I'm thinking that's going to be in the eights or higher. But I'll rewatch it and let you guys know. Fucking A, Uzumaki. Um, nope, I got no Battle Royale. Uzumaki is a different movie. Ooh, my bad. <laughs> I got um Society from 1989. I didn't do this for any particular show or nothing. Just rewatch. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen this fucking movie, this is an 80s fucking gem. 1989, right, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They they have some crazy special effects at the end of this film. The, the the whole story is worth watching and it, it's kind of a it's kind of a mind fuck because you don't know what you're getting into if you've never heard of this movie and then once you get to the end after all the insane characters and the insane plot lines it it, it delivers on a level that is unprecedented um a shout out to uh what's what's the effects guy's name on that it's uh madman I, I tom i forget his name Oh shit. Ricky's gonna hate me. I know this is a Brian Usna uh production, so and Joe Bob covers it on Shudder. So if you've never seen Society, go watch it with Joe Bob on Shudder. I give that movie like an eight and a half out of ten. That movie's fucking dope. All right. Sounds good. Um it's it's ironically, didn't it just come back out on Shudder? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I I just saw yeah, I just saw it was streaming somewhere and I Put it on my watch list of whatever when I saw it come out on. So I'm excited. That's one thing. I don't know. I don't want to go off on a soapbox, but fucking Netflix. Like maybe instead of 
you know, focusing on all this quote unquote original stuff you have, that's just garbage. Like give us some old classics, like, you know, give us like a society or something every once in a while, throw those back on. I'm sick of that's uh, what Shoda's there for, man. Fuck Netflix. I know. I know. The last one I have is, and and that's why I went on my my Netflix rant is I used a lot of the summer to kind of catch up with old stuff, stuff that had been in my queue for a while. And there was a show that caught my eye when it first came out in 2020, and that's called Alice in Borderland. It's a Netflix show. I gave it a six and a half, but I can barely remember it, and I just saw it like a couple months ago. So I'm thinking that might be a little bit high. Also, it takes a lot for a show or a series to hold my attention. So, you know, there's that. I think that it's it's serviceable enough, and I think horror fans will like it. It is Asian. Uh, I think it's is it Japanese. I can't remember, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's it's it's. I wish that I it, it held my attention more to the point where I could give you like a solid review. But I I don't like to do a lot of research on that because it it's funny when I go and look at. You know, we've talked about the sacred text a lot. I write down every single movie and show I see and I rate it rate after I watch it to get like my gut feelings. Yep, and it's interesting too. going back and looking at my ratings and seeing something that's rated fairly high and then not even remembering it. But um, it'd be like that sometimes, though, dude. Like I watch movies all the time that I at the moment in the moment rather. I love the fuck out of them. Like they're fucking inter- entertaining. They're awesome. And then later I go back and look at the title and I'm like, oh shit. Especially like these last <clears throat> these last few years, it's been it's it's been difficult to keep up with uh sometimes what the movie was. That's why certain people who watch like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred plus movies a year, I'm like, how do you remember this new movie one time that you saw? Like that, that, that is insane. Like to, to be able to yeah. fucking do that. I can't do that shit. Yeah. It's part of it too, is this came out before uh squid games and it's a very like conceptually it's, it's right on that same level. Uh, basically it's a group of kids. They're kind of like misfits, if you will. And they get transported into a different dimension where they have to play these games and if they don't, they like just a laser beam comes out of the sky and just boom, right through their head. So conceptually very close to squid games, just not done nearly as well. But I honestly, I, if I did some more research, it'd be interesting because maybe it's, you know, like a, like a previous concept, uh, experiment for it. And they're like, Hey, we're going to redo this and do it a lot better. You know, we use this as our Guinea pig and, and then that's how squid games came about. I don't know, but. Alice in Borderland, Netflix, 2020, six and a half. Yeah, bro. Well, I mean, we done shot them out. I ain't got a third one. Fuck you. Well, you know what that means. It's time to move on. Move on. Carry on my wayward son. (laughs) I'm sorry. We are going to move on into our discussion topic. And guess what? It was Boss Tuna's turn, and I love the whole reason and, I guess, backstory behind the discussion topics where basically to have a discussion. But what it morphed into, for me, my favorite part is riling people up. I'm a, I'm a pot stirrer. I love it. I had something that came out 
And I had this note for a while and I was trying to figure out how to be able to have an intelligible conversation on it without getting laughed outside of the room. So it took me a little bit to figure out the verbiage for it, but the discussion topic this week are, or is, are certain classics a product of their time? So the example that I have, and we can talk about other ones, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love this because people are just like, I mean, you say those words and it's like, I mean, we're at the craps table. You don't say seven. Nobody says seven. Same thing with movies like this. You don't, you don't talk shit about certain movies and TCM is one of them. So I love it. I I, I want to piss people off with this, but what we're going to talk about is the fact that this movie came out in 1974 when mainstream horror movies weren't really a thing. I mean, at this point, pretty much everybody's still, I mean, you might have your, your, what do they call them? Your, um, what was the term for the, the shitty, not really shitty, but the drive-in horror movies at the time. Grindhouse films. Yeah. Like the grindhouse, like a lot of it was sci-fi, but I mean, horror back in the seventies was not what it was even in the eighties. So, you know, mainstream oh. horror movies weren't really a thing yet uh, at least compared to the horror explosion of the 80s or this the movie, golden age yeah right the golden age of like yeah just the last like yeah 10 years. dracula and all that shit yeah right yeah so i mean okay well that we're jumping a little bit of ahead but yeah that's another thing i had too was yeah we did have the golden age you know you had the um the universal films, universal monsters with the Draculas and the, um, uh, the werewolves and, you know, the mummy and all that type of stuff. But anyways, it, in the seventies, it was not nearly what it was or what it would be in the eighties. So I guess what I'm coming at is this movie. It's, it was seen as extreme. It was seen as gory, even though there's basically no blood or gore. A lot of it's kind of implied, which, has that whole effect of of you know what happens in your head can be more effective than what you see on screen uh and there's some truth to that as well too but i guess my question is not really to take away and 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 i think a lot of people know on here i just don't really like that movie i think it's fucking boring um but (laughs) that's not what this conversation is about my conversation is and when i was talking to tibu about this i picture that meme where it's the the walsh uh matt walsh or Steven, Steven, yeah, Steven Crowder. Oh, Jesus Christ, what am I coming up with, Walsh? Steven Crowder, when he's sitting at the table and it's like, change my mind. That's kind of where I was like, oh, this would be fun. My whole thing is, do you think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre would have the status it currently does today if this was plopped in the middle of the horror explosion of the 80s? And why? Yes, and my reason why is because this movie would be viewed as a uh, like a let's say there's other films like Texas Chainsaw, which there are like the OG Hills Have Eyes, where they have this gritty look about them, a realism about them that you could only capture in a certain way through that lens back then. Now it's different. Like horror movies just look different now, unless you're like Ty West and you make House of the Devil and throwback and managed to capture that same magic but or even the the original hellraiser has that gritty old look to it 
like Evil Dead 81. Gritty old look. It just looks different. Um, I think, yeah, it would be an indie darling at the very least. And then it would get spread through the horror community today and be viewed as something that's like, yeah, it's less gory, but that doesn't matter. It's the the characters and the commentary and the actual imagery of the film, which is what mm-hmm. has made it a classic since the beginning. I mean, this yeah. movie is copied and copied and copied and referenced and referenced and referenced. So I think a movie like Texas Chainsaw 74 would be as relevant today as it was back then. But I do have examples of movies I don't think would be. Okay. Um, well, before we get into those, and and I, I'm not taking anything away from this movie you, because it, you, it's you, reached you can't. iconic status, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, I literally can't. But I'm well aware of the fact that this movie was shit on quite a bit when it first came out. I would say that it took a while for it to pick up steam. But it's it's funny because I have let me pull this up here because I found an old I wanted to see what what were people's thoughts? What did this movie look like? What was it viewed as back back in the day? So I'm going to read you a little something here. Now, here's a grisly little item. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a violent and gruesome and blood-soaked as the title promises. A real (laughs) yeah, of a movie. It is without any apparent purpose unless the creation of disgust and fright is a purpose. And yet, in its own way, the movie is some kind of weird off-the-wall achievement. I can't imagine why anyone would want to make a movie like this, and yet it is well-made, well-acted, and all too effective. I saw that, in, even though that was a negative review. It I, sounds positive in a way, it, though. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the wow. well-acted part kind of pissed me off because Franklin, Franklin ruins that fucking Franklin movie is the best. He's spitting. He's fucking mad. He's a little bitch. Oh, he ruins. Go it listen. Go listen to Saturn in Retrograde, Episode Ten, Nightclub. <laughs> Boom. All right. Boom. Yeah. No. Okay. So, I, I I get it. Like, so you don't, but you don't think that that movie wouldn't be as successful today? Like, if it came out today. I mean, here's the thing, it, and I'm not saying we take. You were in some parallel universe where this movie gets made in 1974, but nothing ever happens to it. And it gets plopped into the 80s. I'm saying you take this concept, you take everything about it, and then remake it in the 80s. Well, I just on. think they, that it would get lost because the 80s was all they, about. No, but they did this. They did this in 2003, man. And in 2020 or 2022. Yeah, now, in the 2000s, they've remade this movie. a masterpiece compared to this. I am sorry, but I very what? much prefer the 20, 2003 Texas Chainsaw. Marcus Spell, I, I dude, I love that movie. Like I love it. So I, I, I just yeah, cool. Matthew McConaughey, and, and let's not no, no, suck a golf ball through a garden hose. McConaughey was not in that movie. You son of a McCon- bitch. Um, who who he is was it in part four? Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, I don't, I don't know the actors, but Jessica Biel. Yeah, I know her. Is Jessica Biel Arlie Ermy? Arlie, oh fuck yeah, man, he was the yeah. best. Well, I've got some movies that I okay. don't think would fly today. All right, let's hear it. Sleepaway Camp would not fly today. It's not happening. Are you saying because of the subject matter? Yes. I mean, it would not. It would not be a classic. It would not be nothing. That movie is of its time, a hundred percent. There's no way this movie is coming out today and being fucking successful. Get the fuck out my face with it. 
I I completely disagree because I think that movie thing <laughs> that would no. make it successful with just if it, how if it over made, the top if they and made, cheesy it is. No, if they made characters, it the same. No, you know how memorable no. those characters are. The, the ending, kills. you son of a bitch. The ending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I know what you're saying, but yeah, there's okay. Let's. Not, I know. Yeah, I don't want. I, we're not spoiling, but yeah, there is some subject. There's subject no matter way there that this is movie would get made the same movement. way. You're yeah. right, but let's talk about people like uh, Gaspar Noé or Lars von Trier because they make shit that you think would not and should not come out at times, and it does. So I just but can't it, agree with that. I'm I'm saying made the same way. I don't think this movie would be, but I do agree with your with the more art house style and the more extreme style. If you would have that movie come out that way, yes. Would it be Would it be a cult classic? Mm, maybe maybe okay i see what you're saying i do see what you're saying yeah i don't think this i don't think this would be a big a big hit though if, if it came out today i think it would be pretty shit hmm. shit upon shit upon I, i'm not saying it'd be shit because the og ain't shit so w by the way meaning it's awesome not shit <laughs> okay what about what about scream what if that came out today Ah, that's a better one because Scream was very, it was, it was a new concept. It, it took a very overused and tired genre, but Kevin Williamson was, he, he kind of expertly wrote like just how meta it was. And I mean, we can get into some spoilers with this because I think a lot more people have seen Scream probably than than Sleepaway Camp, but just everything from killing off, you know, a high. I wouldn't say that she was, you know, top of her game because she wasn't, but killing off Drew Barrymore right away that was genius, and it it really took the slasher genre and made it fun again in that all the red herrings you have and the reveals and the twists and whatnot. I think a lot of movies have tried to do that and it just did not turn out over very well, but I think that one was so effective because it was kind of like, you know, the Blair witch of its time where, you know, it was, it had this new concept, this new idea, and it just kind of floored people. I can't, I, you know, I, I brought this movie up because I wasn't sure, but based on what you said, I agree with you. And I think, I think if this movie came out now, like the, the meta aspect for sure, <laughs> We we just had um Scream Five, right? And and a lot of people love that movie. It seems I still haven't seen that yet. I, I've seen a lot of good I've seen no negative words about it online, so I yeah. can't really but that was a movie I thought of. But what about black exploitation films like Dolomite? Never seen it. Well, I don't think these movies could happen today, and that's the way I took the conversation yeah. was like movies that were made then. I didn't necessarily think about like how the concept would come out now, but you know what? Even though you switch, not switch, you didn't switch it on me, but but like a different perspective. I think maybe they could because Django Unchained by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Quentin Tarantino, is a black exploitation film at its core, and I think that movie fucking works really yeah. well. Audiences were pleased, so let me scratch that one off the list. Um, how about? The Exorcist. What do you think about that being like a movie that if it came out today, it'd be old hat? Yeah, it would. 
but it was also so effective and there are still movies like that that are effective it it yeah it definitely would not carry the same weight it does just because that that's actually yeah that was what 73 i believe that's actually a really good kind of counterpart to the texas chainsaw massacre in that it did some pretty crazy things very vulgar if you will just with the little girl and what she went through and your mom sucks cocks and out like there's things in that that people did not expect to see so you're right that's that was a groundbreaker and if you redid that today it would be breaking no new ground because people had seen it before so yeah you you definitely have to create something a little bit more unique but it still gets done i mean that versions of that movie get done no doubt no doubt i i, I agree though like i think uh, uh i think it was duncan also again having listened recently to the summer of the conjuring series and you get really great insight like this on that duncan was saying that um the exorcist was the template for like possession films I could see his argument, but I always found that movie a little bit overrated. So for me, it was kind of like, eh, I get the historical aspect, but I don't, I don't know if that movie, if it came out today. And again, and that was my original take on the argument or the conversation was that it wouldn't be the same success. Um, I got, I got uh, two more for you. If, okay. if, if you, do you have any? No, that was no, no. Oh, okay. I got Chopping Mall. I don't think that movie would be the same today. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I don't really remember it. And All right, I believe well, it was done by Joe Bob recently, so I need to check that out. Yeah, yep, yeah, a couple years ago. Yep. Um, but fuck that movie. How about we'll say it? All right. Okay. Straight up. Yeah the golden age of horror that we referenced earlier, if those mm -hmm. movies came out today, they would fail at least with mainstream, but the art crowd would be like, this is so amazing. Imagine, imagine Dracula or the Wolfman or the, the, the creature from the black lagoon coming out today or Nosferatu, which Robert Eggers is going to fucking remake by the way. Yeah. And it is happening now. There was yeah. some him and Han back and forth. Yeah, I, I think that that's a complete different conversation. I don't know if that's relevant. But, to... but I think I think I think Eggers was recapturing that with the lighthouse and with the witch to a degree. This old slow burn style of a of a horror movie with like it's it's almost Kubrick esque because Kubrick definitely watched those types of movies when he was a kid, and it it shows in his style of filmmaking like. It's all coming full circle, man. Like, like, like everything, like history, fucking rhymes. Like horror is coming back full circle with some of these filmmakers, um, because influences, 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 and then you're influenced by it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think the Universal films though would work today, mainstream. I think people are too riled I mean, up. But they kind of did though. They they kind they, of already oh they. Have. No, they did already in the twenties when you didn't have shit. No, and horror. Yeah, no, I'm talking. Well, let's just look at um, oh the uh, yeah the Invisible Man. 
Oh, in a modern like, sense? Yeah, that movie was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the old style of Invisible Man would play the same way to oh, the mainstream no. today. No, no, that's 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 two complete different extremes and yeah. Well, that's why I like what you brought to the to the conversation was that different perspective of if this movie was made today but with today's perspective. I think all okay. these movies would probably be successful to be honest. I mean, I think I think we like again we had a Texas Chainsaw this year. Um and it was a sequel to the OG, but that movie I'm not I'm not going to like go too deep into it, but I enjoyed that film. I did so, too. And to be honest, yeah. I would 10 out of 10 times watch that one or the 2003 one to the 74 one. I just I I just like again, part of the reason I brought this discussion <laughs> is because I know it's going to piss some people off and I know it's your favorite movie of all time. So I'll it's just not my favorite. Second my favorite. Time. Second favorite. It's- on, on, on a bad day, it's the second favorite. On a good day, it's the second favorite. On a good day, it's the first. And on a good day, it's the, the second. Look, listen. Yeah, yeah. Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw, Flip Flop. And I know you want to fucking rag me because you fucking hate this movie. You son of a bitch. But listen, this movie is legend. All right. And you can not like it. And that's fine. I I don't get it, but I get it. But this movie is legend, man. You, you, it's like the Beatles, bro. You we do need to go it. back and cover this again because we were so green when we reviewed this. This was like one of the first movies we we did on the show, and Toby and I were we didn't know what the fuck we we're doing. I mean, I would totally do this fucking movie. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be funny. We we I've thought about that doing like a little fun segment where we go and just do like a half hour recap. You know, it'd be funny to go and listen what we said and then watch it again <laughs> and then review it and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, but it, you know, again, in all seriousness, I, I rag on you and I rag on this movie. I, th- I think I still rated this a seven and a half. It's not a bad movie. I oh, do shit. enjoy it, but. Oh, yeah. That's I a just, good score. Yeah. I just, it's just, I don't, it's one of those things where everybody, it's, it's almost like everyone's at a 10. And I, you know, feel like I got to bring people down a little bit. That's like how, how I feel about so. the, that. That's how I feel about the Exorcist, dude. Like for real. That's how I feel about that fucking Exorcist movie. Yeah, yeah. it's good, but goddamn, guys. Yeah. <laughs> fucking a man. Um, I had fun talking about this. Thank you yeah. for this uh, discussion topic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. I thought about that. So, you know, in the Discord too. I think that's. It's fun to bring up again. If you're yeah. not on Discord, search Go it, join it to that goddamn Joe Blow Horror Show Discord. Email Joe Blow Horror Show at gmail.com. We'll send you a link to get in, but it's you know, free. If, if it's we're free, yeah, I was gonna say we'll break the fourth wall. It's October 3rd right now. And last night, my movie for the October Fest 31 Days of Joe Blow Halloween, I watched Night of Living Dead 1990. And I had a conversation on there with our pal Grindhouse. And I was like, you know what? I love the character arc of Barbara in that. And I would love to see a sequel because I felt like she was just hitting her stride. You know, she went from the helpless to the badass at the very end of that movie with that final scene. And that I had the joke. I was like, Hey, Grindhouse, how, how does this sound for a synopsis? And I was like, 
Barbara leaves the the farm, the farmhouse. She moves to the big city. She gets a job working at a massive pharmaceutical company where she's in security. She gets stationed to this mansion. They call it the Hive. And she's a security officer there. And she wakes up among the break of you know the outbreak of the big zombie apocalypse i think everybody knows what movie i'm talking about but anyways yes that is a discussion i am anything else you want to add with that before we wrap the show up with our segment yeah um time will tell i mean for real that's that's basically what this all boils down to um i I love the, the topic though like it's 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 a fun exercise like in I, well, just thinking about these movies and and how they play out today, yeah. The, mo- the modern perspective. If you think of an old horror film you'd like to see in a modern perspective, um, Hulu's Hellraiser mm-hmm. should be out. Yeah. So you know what? Another fun conversation would be is if let's say in 1974, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was never um, filmed. And someone pitched that idea to like an 80s Wes Craven or Clive Barker or, you know what I'm saying? And just see yeah. what the vision if of it Car- would be. If, if Carpenter made a, a Texas Chainsaw in the 80s, I I think it would be fucking <laughs> insane. Yeah, right? Yeah, that'd be insane. That would maybe, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's going to have to be like another discussion topic. Be like, okay. Put yourself in the brain. You're 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 David Cronenberg, and you are going to be directing Hello Inception. <laughs> yeah. Inception from David Cronenberg, body mm. horror, time travel, motherfucker. Like, yeah, or Halloween. Oh my god, Michael would be fucking just eating people's intestines and shit. It would be fucking nuts. Oh, He'd be I eating know. it through William Shatner's fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. I love awesome. that. All right. Well, let's get into the last, the last section. What do we not last section? I don't know. Last part. The last. The last. The last. Uh, the last hiccup before we fucking throw our guts up on the side of the road and and head onto the drive-in, bitch. You're a bird. You're a bird. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. You know, Tibu, it's been a minute since we mm. did the old actor spotlight, and I kind of yeah. enjoy it. It's yeah. it's it kind of reminds me of like college because even though we have the technology of like typing it in my phone or writing it up on my laptop, I love just getting a piece of paper and doing some like research, you know, going on the Google machine and, and you know, <laughs> watching, watching interviews and doing all this type of research. I love it. Putting it together, piecing it. It's like an essay, but it's, it's kind of fun. A thesis, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite that long. Here's my dissertation on so and so. Anyways, we have actor spotlight, and honestly, it did not take me long to figure out who this was going to be on because I knew for a while. I was like, "All right, this person needs his comeuppance with the Joe Blow Horror Show." So, Tibu, let me ask you: Are you ready for 
the Actress Spotlight for episode 73 of the Joe Blow Horror Show. I'm ready. I have no idea. Um, who, who are we talking about? This 57-year-old actor, soon to be 58 on November 30th, was born in Istrad, Minoc, Glamorgan, Wales in 1964. His family migrated to Atlanta when he was young. He grew up there, moved around quite a bit, mostly southern states, before he left for college where he attended Duke University. After that, he headed back overseas to study the science of acting and directing in London under Sam Cogan. He made his acting debut on a British comedy series as a reporter in Jeeves and Wooster. He and Rachel Weiss both made their film debuts together in the same movie, which was a horror, uh, sci-fi horror film, Death Machine, which also starred the horror legend Brad Dorif. After a few small supporting roles, he did nothing. It would take him six years before he starred in another movie. And it wasn't until Anthony Mangalis, uh, his cold, his movie Cold Mountain, where he was one of the right check it out it, it was a pretty pretty legit movie civil war mo- movie yes yeah fucking awesome he would well, then the go, f- on- go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say who the fuck is it <laughs> he would then <laughs> he would then go on to cement himself into the annals of the joe blow horror show record book as one of myself boss tuna's favorite character actors ever Whoa. Richard Brake would go on to give us some of the oh, most memorable roles. Shit. Many of yes. them being the highlight of these quote unquote not so good movies, such as the warped and perverted Space Marine and Doom, the perverted Coroner and Rob Zombie's H2, the Night King and Game of Thrones, and one of my all time favorites, Doomhead in 30. Yes. Not yes. favorite movies, but one of his favorite performances. Uh, he was also the chemist in Mandy, which I know that's got a special place in your heart. So, yeah, oh yeah, at a merely fifty-eight years of age, we can only hope that Richard Brake is only hitting a stride in his acting career. And I get moist thinking about <laughs> what's yet to come. So, Mister Richard Brake, I'm gonna raise my beard to you, and I'm gonna yeah. toast you, and um, cannot wait to see what's coming up next for you, bud. Fucking Richard Brake is a goddamn legend, and fifty-eight. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. But he's made he's made some awesome fucking films. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone, go check out um, our review of Thirty-One after you watch watch Thirty-One. Oh my god, I can't talk. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, thank you, Drunk Darius. You know what's funny <laughs> too is Richard Brake had been on my radar for a minute as like I need to get him on for the actor spotlight, and that only got more apparent when um our friend mr cronenberg basically i saw his little thing so i'm gonna give a shout out to him but he rewatched. you see that he rewatched 31 and kind of you know you and i i think you and i were given that movie double wristers all night and that turned his uh thoughts around a little bit on that so because that movie gets yeah. shit on quite a bit i am no yeah. rob zombie apologist but i do think that movie gets unfairly shit on so yeah, I agree. I mean, that movie is fucking awesome. If you if you turn your brain off and just fucking enjoy that movie, 
like you're gonna have a good time like pop some popcorn yeah. have some drinks whatever uh put that movie on mm -hmm. Fuck yeah dude richard brake is the man as doomhead in that movie yeah. yep yeah it was a very very great memorable performance so that wraps up episode 73 and that only means one thing we're gonna hop back into this rv and we're gonna head to the drive-in so the next time you guys hear us we will be talking about a couple couple movies for you we have the dead pit from 1989 and frozen from 2010 so tibu anything you want to leave our listeners with before we uh, part ways yeah, don't get frozen in the dead pit, you sons of bitches. And you need to fucking check out the second leg to find out why. Drunk Darius, I'm drunker than you. Fuck you. Bye. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better.